Abrams Boxing Show, powered by Last Out Media and brought to you by www.15rounds.com, the worldwide leader in boxing news. Also, Abrams Boxing PR Media Broadcast, the industry standard for boxing media relations and play-by-play broadcasting. Also, check out www.abramsboxing.com, Abrams Boxing on YouTube, as well as M. Abrams Boxing on Twitter and Mark Abrams Boxing on Instagram. Hello, boxing fans. Welcome to another edition of the Abrams Boxing Show. I'm Mark Abrams, and uh, got a packed show for you this week. Um, doing something a little bit different. I'm going to, instead of having a guest, I took some snippets from last week's New York press conference uh, that announced Ryan Garcia and Gervonta Davis. In fact, I'm going to have the uh, portions where Oscar De La Hoya and Bernard Hopkins spoke. So uh, they talk very, very candidly and vividly about the uh, – Big fight coming up on April 22nd. Uh, little programming note. Next week, I'll be live from Las Vegas during um, Plant Benavides Week or Benavides Plant Week. So I'll be doing a lot of live uh, shows from the uh, MGM Grand in Las Vegas. You can see them all on Abrams Boxing on YouTube. Let's get right to it this week where uh, WBO number one ranked junior middleweight in the world, Tim Zhu, 22 and 0, now 16 knockouts as he uh stopped uh Tony Harrison to win the WBO interim junior middleweight title. Uh, technically Sunday morning in Australia, Saturday night here in the United States, and was live on Showtime. Harrison came out well, jabbing, boxing pretty well for the first round and a half, two rounds, and Tim Zhu took, took over. Uh, beat down Harrison, who's now 29-4-1, 21 knockouts, and became uh, the WBO interim junior middleweight champion. They had Jamal Charlo in the studio commentating to set up what will be now a very much anticipated bout later in the summer between Zoo and Charlo for the undisputed 154-pound uh, championship that will uh, take place, like we said, later in the summer uh, in the ninth round uh, uh, Zhu finally uh, dropped Harrison with a barrage of punches, and the time was uh, at 2.43 after Harrison got up, barely beat the count, was on shaky legs, and the referee stopped the fight at 2.43 of round nine. So Tim Zhu with a very impressive performance this past uh, Saturday night in Australia. Earlier in the day, uh, 42-year-old Tar- Carlos Takam went to 47-1, and uh, 28 knockouts, scored a 10-round split decision over 2016 Olympic uh, gold medal winner Tony Yoka. Yoka now 11 and 2, nine knockouts. Uh, I guess the second straight loss for Yoka, who was beat by Mark Bacol earlier, uh, late last year. Scores are 96 94 twice for uh, Bacol uh, for Bacol, um, and 96 94 for Tony Yoka. So I think Yoka now, instead of being a, a real contender, has a uh, Probably going to fall into uh, opponentville after the two losses to Bacall and to Calm. Saturday, uh, Friday night in Bethlehem, PA, I had the pleasure of calling the fight. Julian Rodriguez, 22 and 114 knockouts, came off a 21 month layoff to win a 10 round unanimous decision over Kayshawn Hutchinson. Hutchinson now 10 and 6. Hutchinson had won straight fights uh, before that. Scores were 80 to 72 and 78 74 for Julian Rodriguez, who's once a you know a big prospect. Suffered a loss to Jose Pedraza, still a, a young fighter, 27 years old. 
trying to, to right himself. So that's a good first step, winning the eight-round unanimous decision. Last Wednesday night, Luis Torres scored a 10-round unanimous decision over uh, Misael Cabrera. Torres now 18-0, 10 knockouts for the WBC Latino title in um, uh, Ciudad Obregón, Mexico. That fight was on was on a Pro Box TV. And also Saturday night in Orlando, I flew from Bethlehem. I flew from Bethlehem to Orlando Friday night or uh, Saturday morning. Uh, called that fight, uh, Thomas, a big 13 fight card. Thomas Cornflake Lamonte defeats Salim Larby to win the WBA Fed Latin uh, middleweight title. Um, uh, Lamonte, who's ranked number five in the WBA as a middleweight. We'll get into the WBA middleweight scene in a few minutes. This week, Saturday night, Long Beach, California, Gilberto Zerto Ramirez, 44 and 130 knockouts, takes on Gabriel Rosado, 26, 16 and 113 knockouts in a fight in light heavyweight. That's, I don't like that for Rosado. Fight will be live on the zone. Um, Rosado coming towards the end of his career, stepping up in weight. You know, he went from 54 to 60, fought for the title at 60 a couple times. 68 was uh, lost pretty much every round to uh, Akhmedev on the um, Canelo uh, Golovkin 3 uh, card, and now moving up the light heavyweight to, to face Gilberto Ramirez, who in his first fight back um, since the loss to uh, <coughs> Dimitri Bebel. Sorry about that. Don't like that for Rosado. I just hope he doesn't, it's not one of those uh, fights where he takes a ton of punches and, uh, you know, uh, he, he just, you know, suffers a beating. I, I expect Ramirez to win probably by stoppage in the first six, seven rounds of that fight. Co-feature will fit uh, former world title challenger Joseph Diaz, 32-3-1, 15 knockouts against Mercedo Hesta, 33-3-1, 17 knockouts in a lightweight battle. So that should, that should be a pretty competitive fight. In the afternoon on the zone, uh, Eddie Hearn will present his next-gen series, kind of like the matchroom version of Showbox, where you have Cyrus Pattinson, 5-0, take on Chris Jenkins, 23-6-3 in a welterweight bout. Uh, Saturday uh, on BXNGTV.com from West Palm Beach, Florida, undefeated light heavyweight Sergey Novikov, 13-0, 13 knockouts, takes on Scott Lampert, 5-6. Uh, Thursday night on ESPN Plus, uh, former light heavyweight world champion John Pascal, 36-6-1, returns to the ring after uh, when he takes on uh, Michael Eifert, 11-1, four knockouts in a 12-round IBF uh, light heavyweight uh, elimination bout that will take place at the Palace Bell in Laval, Connecticut. Pascal's come off a decision win over Fenlong Mang. Eifert is uh, undefeated in his last five fights since uh, losing to Tom Dzenski in 2020. Um, Saturday afternoon on Pro Box TV from Dubai. A good friend Ray Flores will be on the call. Jarrell Big Baby Miller takes another step back towards uh, hopefully getting a world title shot for himself uh, when he takes on former WBA regular champion Lucas Brown. That uh, uh, Miller, who's already ranked number 10 by the WBA, 25 on one, 21 knockouts. Uh, he will, I'm just trying to readjust things here, 25 on one, 21 knockouts. Uh, takes on Brown, who's 31 and 3, 27 knockouts. That'll be the 10 round uh, main event uh, pr promoted by Anatoly Sulyanov of Hardcore Boxing. Pro Box TV will uh, carry the fight at 1 p.m. Eastern Time uh, this Saturday. Last week, I happened to be in New York to uh, 
catch the uh, opening press conference with a big April 22nd pay-per-view showtime between Javante Davis and Ryan Garcia. Davis came two hours late, so I wasn't able to get the interviews I was hoping to get with each fighter uh, that was planned for this uh, for this show, but I was able to uh, catch some of the comments from both Oscar De La Hoya and Bernard Hopkins, and this is what they sound like when they were up at the podium. I also added to that name in boxing, I heard those names, but I have one that I need y'all to put in your back pocket for the future because this is a fight that starts a lot of big other fights become contagious. Here's that other name that y'all gonna have to call me from now on until I die. The biggest instigator in boxing. Yeah, I'm gonna instigate a lot of stuff to make things at least get talked about and put pressure, no matter where you're from, where house you live in, that means promoters. Everybody that had any, everything to do with this fight, um, they need to be uh, respected and thank you to whoever those people, but we know the fans wanted it. You heard that from Tom Brown. Um, this is one of those fights that we know that we don't see maybe once, twice in a year in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It feels like that to me. So all reporters, everybody that play a role in the sweet science of boxing, um, please treat it like that. Uh, don't be late. Be on time if you didn't get it. And also understand that you got to respect the game just like we got to respect your opinions about what you see, what you think you've seen, and what you wrote. But this fight has a ingredients, and also because of the two fighters who will be future Hall of Famers, want to prove that come April. Enjoy, like I said, this is the top of the year of the biggest fight of this year and the biggest fight even before it got to this point of 23. We all should treat it that way again. Enjoy the fight and tell everybody that not fight fans to tune in on this one and promise them because I believe everybody in this room should feel that way. That this is going to be a fight that hooks them. That make them stay in the sweet science of being a fan. So if you can do that and we can do that, so we can work together. You see how this fight got done? So now we need y'all to do y'all what y'all do. All right? I'm gonna cut it with that. Enjoy the fight. And um don't ask me who's gonna win. Because y'all know what side I'm on. And you know what I believe. But now it ain't up to me what I think when it comes to the two fighters. Either you're going to be wrong the day after or that night, or you're going to be right. Let's enjoy the sweet science come April 14th. Thank you. I also added to that name in boxing. I heard those names. But I have one that I need y'all to put in your back pocket for the future because this is a fight that starts a lot of big other fights become contagious. Here's that other name 
that y'all gonna have to call me from now on until I die. The biggest instigator in boxing. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna instigate a lot of stuff to make things at least get talked about and put pressure, no matter where you're from, where house you live in, that means promoters. Everybody that had any, everything to do with this fight, um, they need to be uh, respected and thank you to whoever those people, but we know the fans wanted it. You heard that from Tom Brown. Um, this is one of those fights that we know that we don't see maybe once, twice in a year in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. It feels like that to me. So, all the reporters, everybody that play a role in the sweet science of boxing, um, please treat it like that. Uh, don't be late. Be on time if you didn't get it. And also understand that you got to respect the game, just like we got to respect your opinions about what you see, what you think you've seen, and what you wrote. But this fight has a ingredients, and also because of the two fighters who will be future Hall of Famers, want to prove that come April. Enjoy, like I said, this is the top of the year of the biggest fight of this year, and the biggest fight even before it got to this point of 23. We all should treat it that way again. Enjoy the fight and tell everybody that not fight fans to tune in on this one. And promise them, because I believe everybody in this room should feel that way, that this is going to be a fight that hooks them, that make them stay in the sweet science of being a fan. So if you can do that and we can do that, so we can work together, you see how this fight got done? So now we need y'all to do y'all what y'all do. All right? I'm going to cut it with that. Enjoy the fight. And um, don't ask me who's going to win because y'all know what side I'm on. And you know what I believe. But now it ain't up to me what I think when it comes to the two fighters. Either you're going to be wrong the day after or that night, or you're going to be right. Let's enjoy the sweet science come April 14. Thank you very much, Brian. And, um, you know, as I was uh, thinking about my comments today, uh, one word, one word that really comes to mind is, uh, is mega fight. Um, you know, the word gets thrown a lot, gets thrown around a lot, um, you know, by when, when somebody hears about a pay-per-view is happening and taking place, you know, there's some boxing insiders who will, uh, who will call it a mega fight just because it's on pay-per-view. But um, how often, how often do you get two guys who are undefeated, um, two fighters who have huge fan bases, two fighters who are early, in their peak of their career, and um, and two guys that are represented uh, by different companies, different broadcasters, 
to me, that's what a mega fight is all about, is bringing everyone together, bringing, first of all, the fighters together, the best two fighters in their weight division, in that same ring, and getting everyone together to work together for a big mega fight. That's what it's all about. So it almost never happens, but uh, Ryan Garcia versus Tank Davis is, uh, is one that the world is not gonna miss. Trust me, when we were promoting fights back in the day with Mayweather and myself and everybody, uh, those big mega fights is what made boxing. When two personalities come into the ring together and create, create the perfect storm. And that's exactly what they're gonna do on April 22nd is create the perfect storm. And yeah, a lot of guys obviously know I'm with my guy, you know? And this is the reason why we're gonna bring back those glory days, those big pay-per-view glory days because of this guy right here, Ryan Garcia. So April 22nd, these two guys here are gonna battle it out, they're gonna fight, and I can't do any talking whatsoever because I'm not gonna fight for them and they gotta do the job themselves. But that's the beauty, they wanted this fight. Nobody else, Ryan Garcia wanted this fight years ago and now it's here. April 22nd, so may the best man win. May the best man win. I have a lot of respect for Tank. He's an amazing fighter, a great fighter. He's a special fighter. And I have a lot of respect for Ryan Garcia. He's a great fighter and a special fighter as well. So April 27, good luck and may the best man win. Thank you. You see uh, Oscar De La Hoya and Bernard Hopkins uh, uh, speaking very eloquently last week at the press conference. Uh, some news items this week. Undisputed super middleweight champion Saul Canelo Alvarez will take on John Ryder on May 6th at Estadio Akron in Jalisco, Guadalajara, Mexico, the hometown of Canelo Alvarez. That fight will be set for live on DAZN pay-per-view on Saturday, May the 6th. U.S. Olympic silver medalist Torres has been forced to withdraw from his March 25th homecoming fight due to a training injury. Torres' 5-0-5 knockouts was set to take on Willie Jake Jr. Uh, in the ESPN televised opener that was going to see that's going to see Richard Comey take on Jose Ramirez. Former 135-pound world champion, undisputed world champion George Cambosis and Current IBF uh, rated IBF number seven will be back in action against Maxi Hughes, the number nine ranked uh, IBF lightweight contender in an IBF eliminator for the number two spot. That fight will most likely take place on, in Australia. Contracts haven't been signed yet, so or have been signed, but the no date as of yet. Undisputed female lightweight world champion Katie Taylor, 22-0, has a chance to become a two-weight undisputed world champion when she takes on Chantel Cameron, 17-0, eight knockouts. That fight will take place on May the 20th at Arena in Dublin, Ireland, uh, shown world on the zone. 
tremendous fight. A lot of people I, are are leaning Chantel Cameron's way due due to her being the bigger girl, maybe a little bit fresher. But we will get get more into that fight as May twentieth gets closer. Mentioned before about Thomas Lamont and number five WBA weight in the world, uh, the WBA uh, middleweight champion Gennady Golovkin. Um, just got rid of his belt. He uh, vacated his belt. That will make Arislandi Lara the regular champion, the full champion now. Lara now is uh, set to take on Michael Zarafa. I guess they'll start negotiating very, very soon. Uh, Zarafa is the number one ranked contender. Sergio Martinez, two, Austin Williams, three, Connor Corner, four, and the aforementioned Thomas Lamana, number five. Golden Boy Fight Night will return on April the 6th at Fancy Springs at Casino. We'll take on former WBO light flyweight champion Angel Acosta, 23-3, 22 knockouts. He will take on uh, Angelino Cordova, 17-0-1, 12 knockouts. going to be a good fight uh, on paper. Acosta always in good action fights, win, lose, or draw. Actually, just win or lose. Hasn't done any, had any draws yet. Unbeaten junior middleweight prospect Xander Zayas has been forced to withdraw from his April 1st fight against Ronald Cruz at the Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma. That belt was supposed to be um, part of uh, the, the fight with the fight card with Robesi, Ramirez, and Isaac Dogbay. And um, so Zayas seems like he'll be back in June just in time for uh, maybe Puerto Rican uh, week at the Madison Square Garden. Maybe, I mean, obviously they're, they're – uh, scheduling a big fight between uh, Josh Taylor and Tiafimo Lopez at the Garn. Could Zander Zayas be in as a co-feature? We shall see. Uh, former, and we'll, we'll end the, on, on a good note, former IBF 130-pound champion Billy Dibb has been going undergoing intensive chemotherapy and uh, got, got some good news. He's cancer-free, and that's uh, terrific news uh, to hear about the former 130-pound champion from Australia, Billy the Kid did met him a couple of times. He fought for top rank. Uh, nice guy, and uh, very glad to hear that he is doing well and is cancer-free. Like I said, next week we will be live from Las Vegas, live on Abrams Boxing on YouTube. We'll be doing all kinds of show, all kinds of guests. We will be, we'll get everybody. We'll get all the fighters. Caleb Plant, uh, David Benavides, everyone on the card, anyone who's hanging around my, uh, the MGM Grand in Las Vegas. So I'd like to thank everyone out for watching this week, and we will talk to you next week from Las Vegas.